Sam. Yay! We have a <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome, welcome to the Thursday. I'm so excited today. We have two powerhouses and our featured guest today, Sam Crawley. And Sam, I, I'm just going to give you a quick introduction for our audiences that maybe have never heard about the podcast before. But first and foremost, guys, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Speaker Series, where we're bringing the most influential entrepreneurs to the show to get direct feedback to your questions and hear about their journeys, what it took them to reach a level of influence and impact in this planet today. So first and foremost, Sam Crawley, a former 100 exec, launched a personal development brand. Every day is Saturday. And uh, you've, you're also the co-author and speaker and a business coach. So a lot, lot of things on your plate. But what I'm most impressed about, Sam, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you about, is your motivational podcast that reached over 16 million downloads in 100-plus countries. That, yeah. that, that's a phenomenal number. So I'm excited, and I just wanted to give you a warm welcome to the show, and I really appreciate for you to take the time here today. Oh, Rob, look, you and Angelina, it's awesome. I, I, I'm excited. Can't wait to see where this goes today and inspire some people to go after their own dream, right? Absolutely. And then let me introduce my co-host today. It's glad to, to see her back. Angeline occasionally joins us in these interviews. So Angeline, I'm so proud to call her my mentor, but also my business partner. She's an entrepreneur investor. I just found out, guys, that uh, the reason of Angeline's podcast was inspired by Sam. I didn't know. She never told me, but we found out just now. <laughs> so I think this interview is going to be epic. So uh, with no further ado, Angeline, I'm going to pass it over to you. And, and I think it's just we're up for a great show. And guys, remember to tune in live, give StreamYard your permission so we can see your live questions coming in because we're here with Sam and Angeline both to address those questions live here on the spot. So Angeline, take us away. Thank you so much, Rob. And it's my honor to be here and with Sam. You know what, Sam? Being here, interview you, it's like a dream come true for me. I still remember that was about years ago, right? I was sitting in the audience, you were speaking on stage and talking about podcasts. I don't even know what is a podcast at that time. And then you asked us to stand up, raise our hand. Hey, what is the name of your podcast, right? You remember that? I do. I, do. I, I stood up, I, I went to the back, I signed up for your podcasts, yeah. of course. And then I launched my podcast. And later on, I become your coaching uh, student. And I have to thank you, Sam, because of you, because um, I never feel like my story was any uh, important, like gonna inspire other people. But you are the person who told me that, Angeline, you have a very powerful story. So I really wanna say thank you to you and I appreciate you, Sam. The well, look, your story is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. When you shared where you came from and how your parents had to leave to go earn income, and that's really the passion behind you wanting financial security for not only you, but for millions of other people to teach them. So they, they never got to look at money as this bad thing. You know, that's really the power of your story. And, you know, when you said you raised your hand, that's <laughs> such a really like such a great uh, metaphor for life. Yeah, if you just raise your hand and say yes, you don't need the answer. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to know how it's just say, I'll do it. And then trust that, you know, you're going to figure it out because everything's figure outable. You didn't know what a podcast was. Nobody knows what a podcast is really when I speak on stage. But if you just raise your hand and say, I'm in to anything, to this, to being on a webinar, to doing your own webinar, to being an entrepreneur. If not, I think a lot of that success is just rate, just raising your hand, you know? Beautiful. So, Sam, I know about your story. I know you have a very, very powerful story. Would you like to share with us, the audience, and where are you from, and how do you launch your, your first podcast and become so successful? Yeah, look, I, I live here in Cincinnati, Ohio, Southwest Ohio, with my wife, Angela, and our four daughters, uh, 19, 15, 14, and 5, so father of four girls. And, uh, you know, my oldest daughter back when 2004, she was only three years old, used to ask me, Daddy, is tomorrow Saturday? Because it's the only time we saw each other because I was a stressed out corporate slave working six days a week. And um, yeah, I just wasn't there. So I quit my job and I said, every day is going to be Saturday. And uh, I wish I could tell you that it worked out great. I went bankrupt, lost everything, 300 grand, all my whole life savings. I lost it. Um, I bought a business that didn't work. And so I said, well, 
tried again, went back to work where I used to work. It was only 90 days. I quit, went broke, and then went back to work. The problem is I had to work for everybody that was reporting to me. I went from running the show, the entire business, to being the lowest on the totem pole reporting up to everybody that used to work for me. Mm -hmm. If you can imagine that, you know, that's really awkward and uncomfortable. But yeah. I didn't care because I knew that I was onto something. I didn't know what. So I said, I'll raise my hand. I didn't even know what a podcast was in 2000. We're talking about 2005. I mean, mm -hmm. podcasting had just come on the scene. iPhones weren't even around at the time. So yeah. the only way you could actually listen to a podcast was to do it on your desktop um, you know, or stream an MP3 file somehow. So it's not like everybody knew what it was. But it was the only way that I could get a message out. I wanted to be a speaker. I couldn't really speak that well. I used to stutter really badly. I'm an ex-stutter. I conquered that problem, thank yeah. God. But, you know, and I just, the podcast caught fire. It's called Every Day is Saturday. Over 18 million downloads in 190 countries. And, wow. you know, I've spoken in Australia. I've spoken in the UK, nor all over North America, just sharing that same story that, look, if I can do it, in the middle of a bankruptcy, it's not easy. Nothing's easy. I mean, look, I, I'm not even going to pretend to say, look, this is easy. Just, you know, press a button. It, it's a lot of work. But I asked myself at the age of 37, that was 15 years ago, um, do I want to be in this job till I'm 65? Mortality rate for a male, if you're healthy in the U.S. is 78. Do I want to leave 13 years of my worst years of my life? Or do I want to just see what I can do in the best years of my life? And that was really the mentality behind it all. Wow, that's so you, so you went through a whole roller coaster of, of like being at the top of the podium pole to to dropping yeah. and starting from from scratch again. Yeah, I got made fun of, humiliated, mocked, ridiculed, uh, everything. I mean, everybody. Look, I was the boss. I gave or denied bonuses. I gave or denied time off. I made people work over the holidays. I was just taking orders from the senior executives that were in the ivory tower. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. So when I had to start back at $39,000 base salary from about 120 base salary, sitting in a cubicle, not the corner off. It was humiliating, but I knew I had an exit strategy if I could just focus, you know? So it's tough to focus in the middle of a bankruptcy. That's not easy, but I didn't, I mean, life's so short. What, I mean, why worry? It doesn't matter. I'm, I figured I'd be dead anyway in 30 years. What do I care? You know, doesn't matter. Yeah, Sam, you know, over the years, I always promoting the, the beauty about become entrepreneur. Yet over the years, I also seen many people quit. And you yeah. start the entrepreneurial journey. You didn't have a great success in the beginning and you lost a, your, a lot of money. So what inspire you, what keep you going that you never quit? Yeah, well, that's a great question because if you have success early, I think long-term you're gonna fail miserably because what, what did you have to do? You didn't even earn it, you know what I mean? If you have to build something, and you have to really earn it, then you're going to appreciate it. And it's going to come when it comes. Who knows when it comes for you or for me, it might be different. But I tell you, my very first keynote, I got paid $25,000 to give a keynote address in Hawaii. I'd never spoken before. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was 2008. I thought that everybody paid 25 grand for a keynote. I'm like, oh, this is great. Wow, what this is. I never got hired again. I don't even know when the last time after that might've been five years maybe. And it might've been a couple thousand dollars I made. Had I, I, that spoiled me that I, I didn't even work hard to get keynote speeches anymore because I, did, I figured that just there were going to be a dime a dozen. Well, that's what happens when you catch, you know, lightning in a bottle, as they say, really fast. And I didn't work for it. All I did was put a podcast out there, you know. So I learned real quick. I better figure out how to be a marketer because if I don't learn how to do all this stuff, it's not that you got to do all that in your business online. You don't have to, if you don't want to run the Facebook ads, if you don't want to do the podcasting yourself and edit that stuff or the video or do click funnels or lead pages, WordPress, whatever it is that you do, but you should have a working knowledge of that. It's like here in the United States, when someone buys an auto dealership, whether it's Ford, Chevy, something like that, they are required to work in every part of that dealership. Mm -hmm. They have to work in the service department for a week. They got to work in the parts department for a week. They got to work on the sales floor for a week. And there's nobody's going to give somebody a car dealership in the U.S. unless they know every part of how that business runs. And that's why you should know every part of how your business runs. You don't have to do it, but you got to know how it works, you know. Mm. So, so, Sam, would, would you say that success early on is a bad teacher? I would think so. Yeah, I, I for me, it would be because I didn't work. I can tell you my own. I can only tell you what happened once I got every single time I've had success without trying. It spoiled me. It softened me. And it didn't make me hungry. 
and you can't grow there's just no you there's no room for growth if you know challenge where is that growth coming from right sam well imagine a client that hires me you know they, they pay me 25 grand and they want me to build their message for them if i didn't have to actually go through all the steps i've shared so far not even all the other stuff would you trust me you know no you wouldn't trust me and I'm saying, look, you pay me 25 grand, I promise you, you'll have your million dollar message. You can monetize this anywhere you wanna go in the world for the rest of your life. That's my guarantee. But if I just you know, came into this and I got one lucky keynote address where somebody liked my message, I might've met you, you would never hire me. And I, at least I wouldn't hire me, but mm -hmm. because I've been doing it this long and anybody and any, and, you know, a doctor, a dentist, anybody that goes to school, real estate, insurance, you have to have qualifications. You don't gotta be the best because that's subjective. I mean, that's always just, nobody's the best at anything. It's always mm -hmm. just, do you think they're the best dentist? Do you think they're the best carpenter, you know, all over the place? But you have to at least prove that you stayed in the game and accomplished something, you know? Yeah, so Sam, you, you launch your own podcast and now become so popular. I still remember at one time you were interviewed me on your podcast, right? Yeah. And I was speaking in Florida and one of your, Big fan, are you Angeline Waymire at the Sam Crawley interview? I said, wow, he's really reached a big audience. So wow, that's awesome. You, how did you accomplish this? This is a big accomplishment. Podcasting is 100% organic. You can't pay to rank in iTunes, for example. You know, the only way to get noticed in iTunes, and that's where 85% of your downloads are going to come from. And the only way you're going to get ranked is if you continuously put out content. And there is a little bit of, you know, trick to naming your episode a certain way, like motivation. Like if you were to search iTunes right now for just motivation or just inspiration, you'd find my show in the top five. It's always been in the top five. So if you think of the millions and millions of people that search every day, there's over 1 billion, billion podcast subscribers in iTunes alone how many people search motivation and inspiration? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's no way to game that system. People will say there is maybe, but there's not. Again, you've got to consistently put out content and it's got to be good. And it, it, look, I record my podcast. This is fun. Angeline knows this, but I record my podcast in my car every day in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. That's it. You know? <laughs> so I don't have a studio. I don't have any kind of mixer. I, don't, I have a microphone that I plug into my iPhone. I drive my daughters to school. I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I get a coffee and I drink it while I record a 10 minute podcast every day. That's it. Been doing it. That's how I get 18 million downloads. And so how do you keep the consistency, Sam? That's consistency. That's it. So when you say, how do you grow it? You got to know what platform. If you look, you either got money or you don't have money. If you have money to buy Facebook ads or LinkedIn or YouTube ads or something like that, then you can throw money at it. It's a cold lead. It's not as good of, as a warm lead. A warm lead is somebody that knows you listening to your podcast. Those are the best leads because they hear that voice every single day. It's hard to forget the voice you hear every day. You can go buy traffic. That's great. Look, I buy traffic. But what I'm saying is it takes time for that cold traffic to turn into somebody that's going to yeah. trust you. A podcast is organic. It's free. You don't pay for it. You can't pay for it. And they already know you and they trust you. Now it's just a matter of if you want to do what I do and sell coaching, for example, you get them on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, ASM, and we all know that content creation and you say consistency, right? Are they're part of the success? But like, I, my question is, what? So you you recorded your your podcast episodes in the Dunkin' Donuts in the parking lot. Yeah. How? Did, what was your thought process when you decide? Okay, I'm doing this podcast, but let, consistency, right? Like you do one today, and you might do one the next week or even the next day. Like. How do you come up with content? What is your thought process that always brings out a new message, something to serve your audience? Well, for me, it's always inspired by something I heard. So I keep the notes section of my iPhone. Uh, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I listen to sermons on podcast. I listen to Christian pastor sermons, and those are great motivational messages. And I'll take like one line out of there that really resonates with me. Or when I'm running, I'll just record into the memo section of my uh, Apple Watch when I'm running. I got like 20 different memos at one time on there. That's just one sentence that reminds me to do a podcast about that topic. So when I go in my car, here's why I do it in my car. People are like, why would you record a podcast? Well, number one, the acoustics are great in your car, by the oh, way. Really? Yeah, really good. Um, I got an, a microphone, a Shure MV88. So it's S-H-U-R, Shure MV88 microphone. It's about $150 US, plugs into your phone. And that combined in your car, the acoustics are great. Nobody can tell that it's not professionally done in a studio somewhere. 
And so I take that inspiration from a memo in my watch or something on my phone, and I just talk for 10 minutes, nonstop, no editing. No, I don't come back. I send it to Dropbox. When I get back to my office, I bring it from Dropbox into Audacity. I just add the intro music and the extra music, and it's on iTunes 30 minutes later, you know? So it's not here. The, the reason I recorded my car is because I wanted to remove the barrier that was in front of me that, oh, I got to record today. I got to be in the office to do it. Now yeah. I don't have to be in the, I could be at the supermarket, my wife shopping. I could be at the kid's school watching them practice lacrosse or something like that. I removed the biggest obstacle in my business, which was having to be in my office to record. So now that I've got it always, always with me, wherever I go, like I can always record. Studio. Yeah. yeah. Mobile yeah, studio. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, and one more question regarding that. So the, the consistency, right? I think that a lot of starting entrepreneurs, you go through the entrepreneurial roller coaster because you're trying to build a business, you're working hard, but there's ups and downs, some setbacks along the way, right? So Angeline and I, we always personally talk about a lot of vision and big goals and dreams. Did you have any of those when 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 you went in to do the podcast and try to stay consistent? And I'm sure it wasn't always great sure you had setbacks but yeah. what was it in your mind that kept you going for all those years because you mentioned it's 2020 today you started in 2005 yeah. what kept you going 15 years sam i know man i know i'm so damn old i know i'm so old. Um, <laughs> no you look fantastic but yeah and and considering that we live much longer nowadays you have you have at least <laughs> another 50 ahead of you so i hope so man i hope so um well look and i don't want to get too deep on this but i wanted my life to matter i just wanted it to matter it was it, my life wasn't going to matter being an employee mm -hmm. i wanted when i used to google my name back in 2003 and there was this guy named alfie sam crowley who died like in the 1800s and that was it when he googled sam crowley that was it and I said, you know, when you Google Sam Crowley, I want it to mean something. I don't have an ego trip. I just want to know that my life mattered, that there's something out there that I could leave a kind of some a trail behind for people. And But I didn't know what I could possibly leave behind because all I'd ever had since I was 13 years old, I had a paper route, a job, always had a job, you know. So, you know, what kept me going was I just wanted it to matter. And then... You know, it's tough because we want, we need that. We need money to live. I get that. I'm not saying money isn't important, but so many times it's like you stand in front of the fireplace and there's no wood in there. And you're like, come on, give me the heat. Give me the heat. And I'm like, well, you got to put the wood in, man. You know, you got to put the wood in to get the heat. I'm like, well, I need, I'm cold. I know you're cold, but you know, I wanted success. I'm like, give me the success. Well, you got to put the work in, you know, you put the work in, you get the success. And so what always kept me going was knowing that I was just doing something to add another page online, another video on YouTube, another podcast on iTunes that if I ever, you know, left this earth, at least, and it would all revolved around being a dad, which is really powerful to a lot of people. They resonate, mom and dads resonate with that. Wives want their husbands home more mm -hmm. and, you know, husbands don't want to work as much. So it resonates with both. Most of my audience It's a majority, probably 60% female because they want to now get out. They know I'm the father of four girls. So I'm a big believer in girl entrepreneurship and girl power and girls having a voice and all of that. So they know that. And they also want their husbands home and they want to go out and know that they can do something besides being, I don't want to say just because that's not it, but being a homemaker, you know, after your kids are out of school, what are you going to do? You know? And so I help women a lot of times create that message. So when the kids do leave high school or as they start preparing for them to be empty nesters, they can have this message rocking and rolling by that time. So there was a lot of reasons that kept me going. Those are just a few that come to my mind, but it was always about wanting to make a difference and have my life matter for something. Yeah. Impact. Yep. So Sam, you, you talk about helping people create the million dollar message, right? Yep. And I'm the I'm the, the personal student of you. I'm the the result from your, your teaching, right? I really appreciate that. Can I feel that you have this zone of genius of pulling people's story out and make it matter. Can you tell a little bit about that? I feel that's really your gifts, your yep. message. Yeah. For sure. Look, can I share what you and I talked about just in Cincinnati? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you you came here because you wanted clarity on your message. So we work together and Angeline's a dream client. You're lucky if you get one Angeline Waymeyer in your life, you know, to be a dream because you just you, you do whatever you're told, you know, whatever is suggested or hey, make sure you do it. And then you want feedback and then you do it and then you want feedback. 
So when you came to Cincinnati, you just wanted clarity. Like I want to sell these financial packages or I want to sell my product, whatever that looks like from stage. And Angeline's English is not her first language. So she had a, she had a hang up up here around, you know, what about, how can I be a speaker when this isn't even in my first, I'm like, Angeline, forget that. You need to actually leverage that as the power of your story. And she shared when her parents left when she was eight years old, her and her sister, do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. I would say twice a year, yeah. It's like Juhan. What was the name of the country? What what town or whatever it was? What was the name? The Pinchang, the border between China and Vietnam. Okay, the border between China and Vietnam. I knew if I even tried 50 times, I wouldn't pronounce it right. So that's why I asked you. Um, so they left, and I said, Angeline, that's why you're so passionate about money, because you didn't have parents after the age of eight because of money. Yeah. Okay. You brought them back into your life, and now they live with you, right? Yeah. Because you have the financial resources to make that happen. True? Yes. So you can see just in a minute how that whole thing about money, that five letter word, all that stress and anxiety turned into empowerment because she went from not having any to having some, realized the resources from point A to point B and that dot that got her there. So now she wants to teach other people how to do it. And when she left Cincinnati, she was on fire and had a really, I mean, I use Angeline. She thinks that, you know, she can use me. I use her as a testimonial for coaching clients because she went on and crushed it in her very first presentation from stage, sold the very product that she, when she left Cincinnati, didn't look anything like she thought it was going to look like because it was all revolved around her story. And in the first 10 minutes, people were going to go buy her product anyway because of how powerful that is. Everybody's got that story. Everybody does. My, you know, the reason why I just got so I get so excited. I knocked the damn computer off. I'm, I almost literally just almost knocked a computer off the stand. I get so excited because, you know, my dad left my mom to raise eight kids by himself, by herself when I was three months old. So I, I wouldn't know my dad if he walked in the room here, you know? And so for me to be a dad is amazing. And to be the father of four is amazing. So when my daughter asked that question, daddy is tomorrow Saturday, I felt myself being another orphan type father. Even though I had a job, I was more, she was more like a corporate orphan. You know what I mean? So no, none of my kids remember me ever going to a job ever. Like they don't, they don't. And by the matter of fact, my one daughter, who's a sophomore in high school now, filled out a form in eighth grade and they had to list your parents. What does your dad do? She put unemployed. Because <laughs> that, that was the only option, you know, it was either does he work or not? Because that's the way our society thinks. You have a job or not have a job. You either work or you don't work, you know? Yeah. So yeah. there's a whole different world out there for anybody who wants to really harness the passion of their story. And whatever you sell, if you can just get your story straight and bring it out with confidence that that is why you do what you do, you'll, you'll never want for customers and you'll never want for money because they will want to be close to you, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, so, Sam, so, now, so now that you have reached these massive audiences in so many countries, like where do you want to take this? Where, where do you want to take this next? Right. Because at one point you would may wonder, okay, I have achieved a certain goal. I've achieved a certain impact, but what is next for you in the future? Where do you want to take this next? Oh, I'm always striving. I mean, I feel like never, ever do I wake up and think I've arrived or, you know, I've got this thing figured out. I'm always looking for amazing clients because I love working with people. I'm one of the few people that probably only work with individuals one-on-one, -on -one, you know? Yeah. I don't have a group coaching program. I don't throw people into a, a Facebook group or membership site. Those are fine. I'm not saying they don't work, but I'm just saying the only way I know how to get results is to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And so I teach people how to do what I do and that's sell high ticket coaching you know, 10, 20, $50,000 coaching packages because people who pay more, pay more attention. And mm -hmm. also if they're ready, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Like they, they're in pain. They don't want to go watch a hundred different videos. They want the result now. Like had Angeline watched a bunch of videos and gone through a membership site or anything, she wouldn't have been prepared to speak on stage last summer, you know? Yeah. That's why I'm always looking for the next great client like Angeline, because that's, I'll be doing this till I'm 90 years old. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't do it. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like it's work. I'm not going to quit doing it. Bob Proctor is 85, 86 years old. Another guy I've shared the stage with. And I met him for the first time. We shared the stage in Hawaii in 2012. And then I had him on my podcast a, a couple of times after that. And I'm like, Bob, how old are you? And, you know, at the time he was 79 years old. I'm like, oh my God, I know people that are 39 that don't have your energy. And he goes, yeah. Sam, 
I've been doing it. You know, Bob, Proctor, this is a funny story. Uh, you know, Bob Proctor is like the godfather of what we do, you know, personal coaching, mentoring, speaking, all of that. But he started as a fireman in Toronto in 1962. And he, he, he got a hold of a book called Think and Grow Rich. And he still has that same book from Napoleon Hill. And he still teaches everything he teaches is from that book. Yeah. This is not, you know, there's nothing original out there. The only thing original is your story. You know, Tony Robbins is a disciple of Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn's a disciple of Earl Schoep. Earl Schoep is a disciple of somebody. I mean, all of this, there's no, Tony Robbins has not said anything new. And this isn't a shot that Tony at all. I'm just, he hasn't said anything new ever, but he has a way of communicating that is so incredibly powerful, so passionate that if you're in the same room with that guy, if you're lucky to be in the same room with that guy, you are moved to a point where you want to run through the wall, you know? And he's taken what he's learned from Jim Rohn and he's taken his own experiences, his story, his own coaching clients, the 40 years that he's been doing this. And now he's got his own hundred million, multi-million dollar brand. And that's how it works. But he started just learning from Jim Rohn. Everybody's got that same potential. Everybody does. Yeah. You know? So, so, so when it comes to communicating, Sam, uh, you, you work to refine the message. You coach people on how to actually pull those pieces in their journey and turn that into a story. But why do you think that that's so powerful? What, what do you think it resonates with the people listening to that? Why, why do we need to have a story in order to resonate with people? Why do you think it works that way? Because I, th I think as human beings, we're taught that from a young age, you know, if, you, if you've ever had kids, they want you to read them a story, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And from a young age, they learn, turn the page, mommy, what's on the next page? Turn the page, daddy, go to the next. Like they're always want to know what's on the next page, you yeah. know, and they get so engulfed. Like we bought our five-year-old a new book and she's like all about it at night. It's like, oh my God, we've read the book 800 times. It's <laughs> like, she's still like, because she's so enamored with the characters in the story. So we never lose that. I'm 52 years old. I love a great story. That's why I listen to so many podcasts because those are great storytellers. So from a young age, we learn that stories are powerful, they're engaging, they're funny, they're emotional, you know? And so when you bring somebody through your emotional roller coaster of ups and downs and ups and downs, and you show them that their best days haven't even happened yet, or you just show them what your product or service is, you know, I, I would love a story. I got a guy coming over, a pest control guy tomorrow. I hired a brand new guy who got rid of our old one. And I, I wanted to know, I said, hey, how'd you ever get started in this business? He told, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. You know, and I'll always remember that as opposed to just, oh, I got a pest control, control guy coming yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. I think people want to know your story. And so you got to really share that with them. Or I think you're robbing them of an opportunity to really get closer to you. And if this guy tries to sell me more services, I'm going to buy them because I feel like I know the guy. Yeah. Wow. That makes makes perfect sense. Because I know for a fact that a lot of people in the audience, especially I think this generation, right, 2020, everything lives online. And now with the pandemic, everybody is finally starting to see the power of the internet and all the distribution channels that are out there. But I think that a lot of people struggle with what we just uh, addressed here, which is how do I create a story that kind of resonates with my audience? And and moreover, who is my audience, right? If, if, if you're at your starting point, do you have any tips when you can give to, to, to our audiences mentioning how they can actually address the right target audience and refine that message so, so it resonates? Well, so many times we're judgmental of our own story like it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. you know? And that's because of the people that we've allowed in our lives to tell us that doesn't matter, you know? So... You know, I would love to tell you that I've always surrounded myself with uplifting, amazing people that have wrote that I haven't. I'm always having to change out relationships and say goodbye to people because, you know, just like that example I gave you when I went back to the job, I started sharing my everyday Saturday message with everybody I work with, which was a huge mistake. Everybody thought it was a joke. It was stupid. Plus, I was bankrupt. It's like, how can you make everyday Saturday not having any money? You know, so for, for you to say, well, who's my audience and what's my message? I would say think about something that you really love to do. Well, what somebody said in the last five years, you're really good at. Can you do a, can you do a webinar? You know, can you get, can you get on StreamYard? Well, I'll tell you, there's 99.999% of the world doesn't know anything about StreamYard. So for example, if I had a passion for this, I would build a funnel with a lead magnet that would give three free videos about how to leverage the power of StreamYard and build a brand online. And then I would lead them into a paid course and then I would get them into a personal coaching program for several thousand dollars all around StreamYard because then that can lead to video, live video, what equipment you use, lighting that you use, 
how to promote it on YouTube, tips to put it out there, video platforms and everything like that. That's if somebody one time in my life ever said, hey, you know what? You're really good with video. You should think about doing that. Then I would think about that. But why do I love video? Well, I love video because one time I had the opportunity to videotape my niece's wedding and I got so caught up in the power of video. I got emotional. There were tears running down my face and I'll never forget the power of video and how it brought real life into the computer screen and just got me enthralled. That's why I love video. I would share that story. That's not a true story, I just made it up. But what yeah. I'm saying is, you know, if, 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 if something triggers you, there's a reason why. Like if you get emotional about, I got emotional about speaking because I was an ex-stutter, you know? And I'm like, geez, I wish, now that I can speak, I wanna get the message out. It, it was real emotional. I got emotional about being a dad because I never had one, you know? Those aren't anything like, geez, you're just talking about being a dad. That's not a big deal. It's not in the grand scheme of things. You know, every male that has kids is a dad. Sure. That's not yeah. a big deal. There's billions yeah. of them on the planet, but it is a big deal when you decide to build a brand around it. Cause you're so passionate about it. When your dad left, when you were three months old and your mom raised eight kids, my mom raging alcoholic raised eight kids by herself. Then it becomes a better story. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Did you see Robbie? Like that little, the story behind it, it gives you the emotional juice yeah. behind it. Wow. Absolutely. Even though you just made it up before that, we yeah. were completely engaged. Yeah, you see, that's that's Sam's gift. I, I, I haven't seen anybody like Sam. Like that's really his zone of genius. Sam, you own it. <laughs> hey, Angeline, we have a question from, from the audience coming through. Would you uh, would you be able to, uh, to take that? Yeah, sure. Matthew asked Sam, do you have someone in your family that you consider as a role model and someone guides you and help you and develop your mindset? Where is this amazing mindset coming from? Oh, no, because all my older brothers and sisters really don't believe in what I do. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Seven brothers and sisters, none of them really give me any kind of credit or anything like that. I wish I could tell you it was different guys. I love my family. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying I don't go to my brothers and sisters for validation, okay? My mom died in 1997. She would have been proud. Like she would have been really proud of me. But so where do I go? There was a guy named John Delemi in 2005 who was an ex-stuttering, fast-talking New York guy from the Bronx. And I mean, it was just like, this was 2003. So here's what I did. I Googled, I don't even know if Google was around. It might've been like MSN or something. I don't even know. <laughs> right, yeah. But I remember getting on a search engine and I remember typing in audio motivation. Um, cause video was, video wasn't even on the internet back then. If you guys, I mean, you couldn't streaming it. You might as well try to, you know, stand on one leg and, and yeah. have your phone as the, you know, server. Yes, yeah, but yeah. anyway, so this guy, John Delemi comes to audio motivation. And there was this guy named Andy O'Brien. God, it's amazing. I remember this. This is the first time I've told the story. So this wow. was 17 years ago. Okay. And this guy, Andy O'Brien and Josh Hines had an audio motivation website. It might even been the name of it, audio motivation. And they just, you remember those, you would click the play button and it would stream right on the page, you know? Yeah, you couldn't yeah. even download it. So I would open it up and like, oh, wow. Cause I used to like motivational CDs, you know? And I'd listen to Zig Ziglar and things like that. So John Delemi gets on, he's being interviewed and he starts just talking about stuff that calling everyone a champion. You're a champion. I'm like, oh my God, I never heard of this guy's crazy, but I like it. You know, it's like, it's like a car accident. You're like, this is not, but I got to keep looking, you know, to see what's going on. <laughs> right. So I keep listening. I'm like, wow, he gets it. Forget he was a stutter. That just happened to be really massive coincidence. But he started speaking to me like, yeah, I am a champion. Like I can do, I can be an entrepreneur. And so I Googled audio motivation. I'm like, wow, are there's more of these on the internet? This is free. I don't have to send away to like Columbia House and get 23 CD, you know, to listen to. So I started becoming just an audio motivation junkie. And then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad around the same time. And that just completely changed my life because I never envisioned that you could actually own something or control something, but not own it. That has to do with like a legal entity type thing. But I never understood Robert Kiyosaki. I'll never forget this when in the cash flow quadrant, or maybe it was Rich Dad Poor Dad, whatever it was. He said, The difference here in the US, when you're an employee, you make money, the government takes theirs, and then you get to keep what's left over. Mm -hmm. In the entrepreneurial world, you make money, yes, you take it, and the government gets what's left over. And I'm like, mind blown. Yeah. Oh my God, you know? That was my exact takeaway, Sam. And that was that was rich that poor that. That okay. was exactly my takeaway as well. 
Yeah. So I started going to the Cincinnati Public Library with a brown bag of lunch. I had a ham and cheese sandwich, a carrots, and wow. like some celery. And I would go uh, take out every audio CD, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, Richest Man in Babylon, Dennis, uh, Dennis, Dr. Dennis Waitley stuff, uh, The Science of Getting Rich. And I would drive around Cincinnati, Ohio, eating out of a brown bag, listening to these audio CDs on my lunch break for an hour. And I would just bombard my mind because I knew I was going back to this black hole of a job that I hated where everybody's negative. So I had to offset that. And so I took a real, there's, I got at the same time, I got this flyer to go to a real estate class. One of those just big cattle calls. You know, yeah, you're lucky to get two tickets. It's a free real estate seminar. You know, <laughs> So I went, and sh I didn't know that I was, I didn't know they do these things. Like I, this was all brand new to me. And, I'm, and, and this story has a point. So stick with me for about another minute. But <laughs> so I go to this real estate thing and, I, and I'm like, run to the back of the room to buy the course for a thousand dollars. They started at like 10 grand and I was ready to buy that. But then they're like, no, we'll lower it, lower it, lower it, lower it. Lower it. So I go... So I bought the thousand dollar and my buddy's with me. He's like, dude, you really don't understand how this works, do you? Like you're getting sold at every one of them. I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. Investing in real estate. Well, long story short, I invested probably five grand. My wife thought I was absolutely out of my mind, but I bought 40 rental properties in the next year with no money down Four, uh, with other people's money. 40? Huh? 40, 40, 40. Wow. From, from zero, you went to 40. Zero to 40. Wow. In 18 months with other people's money. I didn't put any money to my own down with a seven. So first time I bought a, a rental property, I got a Discover uh, credit card and they sent me $20,000, 0% APR for 12 months. I'm like, I'm either going to jail or this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I wrote it out to myself, put it in the bank, used it to buy a cheap, uh, dilapidated duplex. It started cash flowing. Uh, it was 700 a month for the rent. So I probably made 300 a month, but but if I got a 5% raise for the year, that was only $3,600. So I just gave myself another raise using a 0% interest card from Discover. And then I refied it out in six months, paid the credit card out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just like, yeah. doesn't everybody know to do this? You know. <laughs> my point is this, we started this interview with, just raise your hand. Angeline raised her hand in the audience back two years ago. It was October of 2018. I had this lime green shirt on. Do you remember, Angeline? I bought it. <laughs> you are the least, uh, you are the most casual speaker I've ever seen on the stage. I didn't have a shirt. I went to the event with no shirt because I, I forgot to pack a shirt. So there was a Macy's in the mall, Dillard's. It was, at the, it was at the Florida mall, the hotel, conference room, and then there's a mall. I went to Dillard's, bought a $9 lime green t-shirt. And I was getting put on stage in like 30 minutes. They had to mic me up and everything. So I went out on stage with a lime green t-shirt and told, you know, I did, it did the, the, the whole 90 minute presentation. Angeline raised her hand just because she didn't know. She didn't know what podcast you want. She knew she trusted the person giving the message and she resonated with the emotional part of the message. And now two years later, we're on StreamYard doing this interview together after she's already been to Cincinnati and we've worked together for six months. That's the power of a story connecting with someone who wants to raise their hand. Yeah. I, I would personally include that shirt in there because maybe she had an emotional connection she to might the, have shirt. the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ugliest shirt you ever saw. I doubt it. I doubt it. That's amazing. You yeah. know, Tim, I, the whole 90 minutes, you know what I remember until today? Your story. Yeah. Your story about your, uh, Laura, right? Our youngest, Susan? Uh, Susan, Susan. Yeah. And and she was born pre premature. And then how does Saturday, every day is Saturday come to earth? And that's very, very powerful. Yeah, our youngest was born at one pound. My wife's water broke at 23 weeks. And that was uh, six years ago this month. And so we delivered her at 24 weeks. She spent 221 days at Children's Hospital, came home with a trach, ventilator, all of that. And now she'll she's having her sixth birthday in three weeks. Wow. Yep. That's, that's, that's great news. Yep. So Sam, so, so right now 2020 and, and, and this year, and we, we had other amazing entrepreneurs on the show and we always ask the question because this is such a weird year, right? Nobody really saw what was coming uh, early on in January. Now there is two types of people. The one that are kind of stuck in the moment and everything seems to go down for them and you know, maybe they were sent home and they, they're now 
maybe financial trouble or even dealing with COVID-19 themselves. Yeah. Or there's the other side, which are the people that are actually doubling down and focus, right? And, and you kind of mentioned that earlier, like your focus is so important. So, so what would you recommend uh, in, in this day and age, right? We're kind of living in a world with so many opportunities the internet has made a lot of opportunities available to us 2020 like what has happened for you and and how are you leveraging this time that we're basically all being sent home like the playing field is leveled again like how are you taking advantage well i had to get out of my house because <laughs> my kids are home now all the time from school so i have an office now that I did, i've never had but, um so i went and here's so here's what you can get in 2020 that you couldn't get before uh cincinnati's a pretty you know af i live in an affluent community the median income is about 100 grand where i live you know right around here a little village where i live in loveland and right up the road is a, a town called blue ash well retail office space up until march was primo i mean for what i got i probably would have had to spend a thousand dollars a month but retail and i and i feel horrible for retail businesses i, I think this is just absolutely horrible but it's an opportunity if you know how to look for an opportunity. So I contacted the landlord of a building that I saw just a bunch of vacancies happening. I offered him three grand upfront for a year's worth of rent. That's $250 a month. You know, it's a huge office. And so for, he got what he wanted. He needed cash, you know, because he has to pay his mortgage. I got what I wanted, a huge office space that I've got now set up with all video equipment, audio. I record all the time in there. I can get away from the family and the kids. So I'm not, everyone's going, shh, dad's on a call, shh, dad's on a call, you know. I'm at home right now only because I'm just kind of hanging out at home today. So it's not a big deal, but it's, it, it, it presents an opportunity for two people who need each other to connect. So landlord needed me. I needed him. Okay. I gave him what he wanted. He needed an influx of cash rather than try to knock him down to 300 a month or 500 months. So I'll give you three grand all up front cash. Give me it for a year. He like, Oh my God, thank you. Where did you come from? You know, thank you. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, I'm locked in at 250 a month for retail space. That's just one example. Number two, I would spend, I still spend an hour a day on YouTube learning something that I don't know already. Okay. So I'm launching a brand new course for $100. That's it. $100. I'm going to send 30 videos out, a video every day around mindset, marketing, and money to get people 30 days to freedom. You know, I'm creating that, but I'm on YouTube for an hour every day learning click funnels, video, Vimeo, all this stuff, you know? And not that I don't have the money to pay someone to do it, but like that dealership example I explained to you, I'm creating a course on how to do this at its basic. I need to know how to do it myself. I can't say, oh, go hire it because people may not have the money. So I see an opportunity to teach people how to become a better version of themselves in digital marketing. And some of those people who pay $100 will pay $100,000 over the lifetime value of me working with them if they just come into my funnel at that $100 level. You've got to look at the lifetime value of a client. You can't look, so many people, even speaking, Angeline, I'm sure you know, you've seen speakers price their products at five grand, two grand. I price mine at 997. Yeah. That includes four live webinars. They're all recorded. You get an hour call with me. I interview you on my podcast, email support. I mean, it's worth so much more, but I want to get people trusting me. And if I can just get them to trust me, say, wow, this Sam Crowley over delivers. This is, I've never had a refund request in 12 years selling from stage, which I don't even know how many speakers could say that. Maybe not, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, somebody went through the course and said it wasn't what Sam said it was going to be. I always get, wow. This is incredible. So the lifetime value, I want people to their first impression of me to be this guy over delivers on everything, man. So get comfortable, get used to over delivering, find people who need you right now, need your services. Even if you got to barter it, if it's a great connection, make the connection and then find some way to, you know, spend time like I do on YouTube every day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at lunch and 20 minutes in the evening is an hour learning something. There's there's so much great content out there to learn for free that you can then go charge for. Yeah. But would you say that uh, the internet right now presents tremendous opportunities and even for the people that have not previously and even maybe up to today, kind of like halfway through 2020, there's still kind of one lag in the past and one lag into the new future. What would you say to people that are thinking of starting a business? Would go you all in. go all yeah. in? Go all, go, in. All in. go all in more mentally. 
Go all in more mentally. You'll figure out the finances. Everybody can get access to money. I know it's tougher now that you, but it's not. Okay. You can get access either your family member loans you money. It's just the problem is you're not used to sharing your story and sharing your dream with people. Like if you've got a family member who's got a million dollars sitting on cash, say, Hey, I'd like to have a conversation. I want to, I, I, can I, can I share my dream with you? Who would say no to that? Hey, I'd like to, Hey, can, uh, uh, can you and I go grab a cup of coffee so I can share my dream with you? Sure. I love that. You know, that's great. So here's my plan. I'm looking to build out this digital, whatever it is online, because everybody in 2020 should be online doing something, something, you know, not being online in 2020 is, a, is a, it should be a crime. Like you should be arrested for that. So, you know, you really should share your dream. If you don't have the financial capital to get started, share it with people who do leverage the credit. I'm not, I'm not saying max out credit card. I'm saying if you believe, like I believed in myself in 2005 to that level, you will find the resources financially, but you have got to start showing up right here online every day in your best version of yourself, even when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Powerful. Yep. And I know Sam, you have this uh, amazing message and what is your vision for the next 10, 20 years? Where are you going? I'd like to be, I'd like to follow in the steps of Bob Proctor and Tony Robbins. Once all this COVID gets fixed and we have a vaccine and it's safe to travel and, you know, not everybody has to wear a mask and be concerned about their health. I want to host large events, two, three, 5,000 people. And for no other reason to show them what's possible when you start from nothing. That's my vision for the next 10 to 20 years. Oh, so you want to do live events? I really do. I'd like to move into that area as well as virtual because some people just really love live events. You know, yeah. a lot of people do. I know the travel's difficult, uh, being away from family is difficult, things like that. But people, if you've ever been to a live event and it's been life changing or you remember that weekend, then you know you'd want to go to at least one a year. I want to be that event people go away from and say, wow, that right there, what that guy's got, I want some of that. Whatever that energy is, whatever that idea is, I want that passion. Yeah. Wow, would you keep us in mind? I hope I have one slot to speak on your event. Huh? Yeah, oh, for sure. You did great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Sam, how can someone get rid of their limiting belief? The only way I know to do that is to do it. Like, do the thing that you really feel like you don't have. If you feel like me, you can't speak, go speak. I know it sounds, I don't know a better way to do it. If you feel like you can't write, write. If you feel like you look terrible on video, start shooting video because the, the the vision here's what happens with that prior to having any kind of belief it starts with have you gotten any results no well you don't have any belief have you taken any action prior to getting no results no well that's why you really don't have the results because you haven't taken action and prior to the action did you have a big vision so if you reverse engineer it and say, all right, if I have a big vision, I'm going to take big action. Like I did with my podcast. I had a big vision. I took big action. If I would have had a smaller vision, I would have taken really small action. And then I would have got small results. You take big action, you're going to get bigger results. And then when you get bigger results, what do you have, Christiana? You have bigger belief. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Beautiful. They start from the vision. Yeah, yeah, vision, action, results, belief. That's the way that works when you want to increase the belief and you want more of it. Vision, action, results come before that. And Sam, do you, do you think as you're working on that, right? Like it, it, it may start with small increments and working on those small limiting beliefs. But as you go along, do you think that you're always constantly changing your belief? Like did that happen for you? Because I imagine that perhaps you didn't think of the impact that your podcasts would have received, you know, after so many years, 16, 18 million plus in hundred plus countries. Yeah. Right. Like did, did you ever dream of those numbers when you started in 2005? When I start podcast, I get like three downloads in a week. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. But I, I wasn't doing it for that. I was doing it to show that I could actually be somebody because my whole life I was basically told that I wasn't really worth much, you know? And so <laughs> I'm not saying I had it any worse than anybody else. I'm just saying, you know, I had a lot of negative seeds planted in my life and I wanted to just step out and say, you know, look, I did it. I did it. You know, I got a podcast. Nobody knows how many downloads I have. All they know is there's a podcast with Sam Crowley's name on iTunes. That's all. So they don't need to know all the details of what's going on. They just need to know that, well, you more than anyone need to know that you did it. That's all. Forget what they think. You know, I got caught up a lot of times. I told you I'd show you. I'm like, 
they're not even watching after a while. What am I so worried about? You know, they already forgot about me. They're on to somebody else, you know? So yeah, you always have, I think just being human beings, we have beliefs and fears and I'm not going to hear, sit here and tell you and lie and say that I don't have, I'm not afraid of stuff or I don't have a bad day. I have bad days all the time. It's just, I don't allow a bad day to turn into a bad week. You know what I mean? That's all. Mm -hmm. and, and as you go through that journey, and you talked to us earlier about Bob, Bob Proctor, right? And I know we're all big fan of Bob Proctor. Um, he talks about the paradigm shift. So, so when you say go and do what fears you the most, do you think like little paradigm shifts happen all the time? And, and you kind of kind of you drop that fear little by little as you go through them, that fear that that just becomes you know natural to you, and then kind of you're on to the next. I think so. I think that's a great way of putting it, Rob. I mean, I don't know. You can't conquer all of that. It's too much to conquer, like a fear of speaking or whatever it is, putting your message out there and things like that. I think what you just described, one component of that, like if I had a fear, which a lot of my clients have that same fear of maybe like video, that comes up a lot. Let's just use that as an example. Nobody likes the way they look or they don't know what to say and they put all this pressure on themselves to script it. How about this? How about rather than turning a video on, why don't you just screen flow or something, Camtasia, record your desktop and speak for a minute or two over that video. That's it. Maybe have your video just in the lower right-hand corner so it's not as pronounced. That's that little shift. So now you've recorded a video, okay? And maybe the next time you, and only record for a minute or two. Don't record for 20 minutes. And then maybe the next time you turn the camera on facing you and talk for a minute or two. That's it, you know? No notes, just from the heart. And eventually you're going to start shifting into, wow, this is pretty good stuff. And you're going to start thinking, wow, this is pretty good, you know? And you're not looking for anybody else to validate it. We're not looking for, you know, here's the problem too. You look like on Instagram, I tell my kids this all the time. They're on the internet all the time thinking mm. everybody's else life is greater. You know, anybody with kids knows that, you know, but I say, hey, look, their lives are no better than yours. They're just better photographers. Okay. <laughs> so when you see people online, understand their life is no better than yours. They're just better photographers. That's it. Yeah. Beautiful. So Sam, you know that that podcast course I, I, I enrolled, it's really launched my podcast because I didn't watch all of the video, but you have the done for you program. That's yeah. why I launched it, right? I have, I want the result. So how did people, if they want to launch their own podcast or how do they uh, get connected with you and things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. If you just go to, I think it's pod, P-O-D dot everydayisaturday.com. That'll get you there. And you can, you can get three free videos. I mean, I got them out there. That'll get you going. I mean, I just get you introduced to the podcasting, you know? So, and then from there, if you want the course, I mean, good Lord, the entire course has been recorded and it's only $97 uh, total, you know? So <laughs> you can get started. The reason why people, I'm just typing that in to make sure I actually told you the right URL. But the reason people don't get started is, look, you can Google how to start a podcast. Yeah, it's pod.everydaysaturday.com, P-O-D. But right. you're not going to start it and you're not going to come and you're not going to finish because it becomes overwhelming. That's why you should put together a course, whoever you are that's watching this right now. If you have the ability to match your niche online, you should be putting together courses They're like, Sam, podcasting's free. I, oh, I know. But you won't do it. If, if, unless you have in someone holding your hand, you're not going to get it done. That's the same with what everybody else does. They won't. We already know we should do a push up, but we pay a personal trainer 50 bucks an hour to sit there and to do a push up. Yeah. You know? To hold us accountable. So if you want that course, it's there for you. I mean, even the free videos will get you going. That's one example of, I think everybody should have a podcast because it's the greatest, I think, client you're ever going to get. Beautiful. Hey, as we're coming to a, to a close, guys, I, I just wanted to ask you, Sam, if for, for the audience that's watching, and we had some great questions coming in, and you shared some amazing life, it's life wisdom, right? Everything you have learned over the past yep. 20, 30 years. So for the people that are currently trying to make an impact, right? People that are working hard, whether it's, you know, in their, in their lives or they have started a business trying to make an impact, but they're just at the beginning of that journey and they, they're seeking for that impact, right? The 16 million plus downloads. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend to the audience today? Like what would keep them going and have that track record like that you sustained for so many years? I think... Let me give you a stat that's probably going to shock you really bad, Rob. And that is of all, there's probably over 800,000 podcasts on iTunes. Okay. So that right there will overwhelm anybody. But less than 18% of those have been updated in the last 90 days. Okay. 
So think about that. 82% of the podcasts on iTunes haven't been updated in the last 90 days. Wow. So momentum is the deodorant to everything. All right. If you can create momentum, you can make up for almost anything going bad in your mind or in your business. If you if you want to get to 16 million, you got to get to 16. Okay. And once you get to 16, you got to get to 100 and then get to 500. And then when you start doing that, figure out, okay, what's the goal of this? Is it to, you know, when I first did it, I was just looking to just speak. I wanted it, it was kind of a prep for me to share it in a microphone, non-threatening way. I could speak into this every day. Nobody was watching or anything like that. And it prepared me to be a speaker on stage. Cause then on stage, I was sharing the same message. I just wasn't in front of a microphone. Yes. So what's the, what, why are you even doing what you're doing? Because if you don't even know why you're doing it, you're going to quit and give up when any, I mean, your, your podcast goes down or the editing is terrible or, you, you know, you run into some adversity I was doing it because I wanted to leave a legacy and I wanted to be a dad and I never wanted to go to a job the rest of my life. That was it. So what pulls you through is going to be, why are you even doing this? If you're just doing it for the money. So you're going to wake up one morning and if you have 10 grand in your checking account, you're happy. But if you have five grand, you're not happy. That's stupid. Like that doesn't even make any sense. You know, you should not base your, uh, you're, you're happy. First of all, there's a difference as well between being happy and being joyful. You know, you can be happy after you have a good steak dinner and still be depressed and commit suicide in the same 24 hour period. When you have joyfulness, that's life. That's, that's sustainable through your entire life. And the only reason, only way you're going to have joyfulness is if you understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. It all starts with why. It has to, it has to. Wow. So good guys. So good. Angeline, can you, can you close us out? I think I, we had so much fun today, by the way. And you never told me that you're you're an entertainer too. It was so enjoyable to listen to you. <laughs> your one-liners, that was phenomenal. But Angeline, can you close us out with this phenomenal interview? Because I know that you're you're both my 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 heroes and, and we're currently working on launching Angeline Podcast, bringing it back to the masses, following your same example, Sam. Uh, so, Angeline, what, what can you tell the audience is listening to this today? Is they're thinking about, you know, doing something of impact, right? Taking their power and harness it and just express their message to the masses. I would say make a decision, isn't it, Sam? Making yep. decision, raise your hand. That's the first step. This And do it anyway. You, you think when I go on a stage, I, I don't feel nauseous in the stomach. <laughs> You're like, uh -huh. I do. I, you know what? How do you conquer fear? It's do it anyway. We all have it. Even Tony Robbins has it. Everybody has it, right? So, Sam, I know you prepare an amazing gift, how to create your million-dollar message. I, I know that you, you came with an amazing, very generous gift. What is yep. it? Uh Whoever you guys decide uh, is the recipient of the gift, I, I'm, I'm going to give them a free consult on either on Zoom or on the phone, whatever works best for them. And I will share with them how to create their own million dollar message. The only thing I would caution, so that's it. That's the giveaway today. The only thing I would caution is you don't got to use it right now if you're not ready. If you have, you got to work on your book. Because look, clients that do the best are the ones that already feel like I've got, I'm, I just, I need direction. I'm ready to go. If that's not you, you can connect with me anytime the next six months when you are ready to go. Work on your mindset, work on belief systems, confidence. Then when you and I get on the call, you're going to crush it. I will help you create your million-dollar offer. Wow. Yeah, Beautiful. I believe that you need to be willing to take action for yourself. Your vision yes. is big enough to pull and to conquer your fear. I still remember that day, Sam. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Making that decision. I'm going to come to see you in Cincinnati. Let's do the message together. I still remember. That's a big decision it. for me in my life. I yeah. love it. And then we had dinner, You, your husband Carl and your kids, and we went out to dinner when I spoke in Dallas a few months after that. Then you guys were nice enough to send me a bottle of Merlot. <laughs> I love it, man. So wide. So it's just when that's what happens when you meet a great client. Then So the reason why Angelina and I are such good friends is because my message resonated with her and her energy resonated with me. And it was a perfect marriage of coaching client, coaching and client, because that's why you see her having such huge success. That's why when you have the perfect message, it resonates with people. And look, we're, you know, we still chat now, you know, so that's what happens. Yep. And we are here to serve if you ever need anything and we yep. are here to serve. Okay. Love it. Sam Crowley. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Angelina. I appreciate it. 
There you have it, guys. Yes, I I wanna I wanna make sure that guys, if people who are watching this, if you got any value out of this, right, definitely meet up with Sam, right? Uh, connect with him on social media. If there if you have anything nice to say about today's show and anything that you you learned today, just please pay it forward, right? Tag a friend or invite somebody that can use this message because we all have greatness, but like. Our two champions today mentioned, you just have to take a decision, keep consistency, build momentum. And there you have it, guys. That's the secret to impacting millions. So I appreciate you both. Thank you so much, Sam. It was an honor to have you. Thank you, Angeline, for bringing us all on the call. The energy was fantastic. I appreciate you. And I hope can we can do this again someday. Thanks, Thank guys. I appreciate it. Thank all you. Right. Have a good week. Okay. Bye. All right, um, I think we are good still on live and thank you for the audience. I hope you guys get value and see you. And um, don't forget, we have our show again next week. Absolutely. Next week, would you like to give them a little bit insider secret? Don't miss out next week. Absolutely. And guys, remember, we do live giveaways. We're here to serve. So if you found this valuable, make sure you tune in live because you get your questions answered directly from the mind from brilliant entrepreneurs. But on top of that, they are extremely royal with their time and giving us these incredible gifts for free consult to work with six, seven, eight, nine figure earners. So make sure you tune in live and ask your questions. And next week, we're going to be talking about high performance, guys. My favorite topic uh, as a high performance coach, we have so much in common. So high performance next week. So make sure 10, 15 a.m. Central Time. And Angeline, I would be happy to invite you back next week as well uh, and to have a good time. The energy was tremendous today. So I appreciate you and I thank you for joining us as my co-host today. Thank you, Rob. You are amazing. And I see you next week, okay? Absolutely. Have a great uh, Thursday, guys. Bye-bye.